Hey, hey, everyone, I'm back with another episode. If this is your first time listening, you're listening to The Business Of, and I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis, host of the show and owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. This is a business where I help you get your business paperwork together, things like registration, trademarks, contracts, etc. I'm a licensed attorney with a passion for helping entrepreneurs achieve their dreams. You can find everything I do at linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. My contact info is in the show notes as well. Go pick up a sneak peek to some of my most popular eBooks or one of my video trainings and beef up your business savvy. Now to why we're here. I've mentioned before that I'm part of an entrepreneurial engineering firm called The Movement. In a nutshell, we are your one-stop shop for all of your entrepreneurial needs. One of the steps of founding a business that a lot of us skip, including me at first, is setting a mission and a vision for your business. What do you want it to look like? Who do you want to serve? What is your ultimate goal for how you're going to impact the world? All of that impacts every aspect of your business. And in this episode, we're interviewing an expert at helping you develop the vision for your ideal business, Tremaine Davis. Tremaine is the CEO of Davis Solutions Group, an economic development consultant agency. His road to this company is a winding and interesting one, from abandoning a basketball scholarship to pursue entrepreneurship, playing basketball overseas, moving to Atlanta, founding some influential brands, to ultimately founding his economic development company. He drops some awesome gems about trusting yourself and your vision, learning from failure, and using entrepreneurship as a way to bring his family closer. Enjoy. Right in. All right. Thank Sounds you good. for uh, taking the time out again um, <laughs> to talk to me about what you do. Um, can you please introduce yourself to everybody? Sure. So my name is Tremaine Davis. I run a company called Davis Solutions Group. And, uh, you know, our, our core, we're a boutique consultancy firm. And, you know, our, our core focus is, uh, uh, you know, finding innovative solutions to really kind of solve some of our generation's pressing issues. Uh, the areas that we really kind of focus on is economic development, uh, specifically uh, cluster-based economic development, uh, community engagement, and human empowerment. Uh, and the vehicles that we really, really, really try to focus on to, to affect change in those areas uh, are innovation, uh, integration, and uh, you know, uh, building sustainable strategies. Awesome. So uh, you didn't start out with Davis Solutions Group. Your journey in entrepreneurship has actually been uh, very colorful. Can you tell us about um, some of uh, how you got here to Davis Solutions Group and what what were those entrepreneurship steps before that? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So um, I actually started my first company right out of college. I was a, uh, I would say somewhat accomplished basketball player back in high school, all state, all county, all of that good stuff. So I actually went to college on a basketball scholarship. And of course, the initial, I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So the initial thought process uh, going to school was to get the business degree, get the MBA, you know, kind of take that route, um, you know, as I was uh, pursuing my basketball career and I was able to, you know, like I said, get a basketball scholarship. But a year in, um, I just, you know, I realized that I wasn't, they, they weren't, they were preparing me to, to get a job. Now you're talking about 20 years ago, so entrepreneurship and kind of the way we look at entrepreneurship today wasn't necessarily, you know, just the most popular thought process. You know, everybody at that point was still looking for the 20 year career job 
getting the uh, the gold watch at the end of the rainbow, that that whole piece of it. And, you know, I was there for a year. I was in school for a year on a scholarship. Then you have to pay for it. And um, I just realized that school was preparing me to work for somebody, and that just wasn't the path that I wanted to take. So I left school, left my basketball scholarship, and started my first company, um, which was a, a tech company. And we were building a, uh, you know, the core technology we were working on was a platform in the uh, sports recruitment space, which I knew a whole lot about because of my journey as a basketball player in high school and college. So that's how I got started. <laughs> wow. That's, that takes a lot of, you know, faith in yourself and a lot of determination to just, like, totally leave school and take that chance on yourself. So, what, you were, like, what, 19 years old? Oh, God, I'm, I'm, I'm 18, 19 years old. Everybody thought I was crazy. I mean, absolutely crazy. I mean, my, par- my parents were my mother, uh, my sister. I guess it was, like, my other mother. She was older than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, family, friends. I mean, everybody's like, man, you got a basketball scholarship. All you got to do is just you know, go to school for free and get the degree and, you know, find you a good job. What are you doing? And, you know, from, especially especially from where I come from, um, you know, that just wasn't something that was something that everybody really did, you know, at that point, you know, from the neighborhood that I was from, the place that I grew up and things like that, people, you know, didn't think about entrepreneurship or starting businesses. So, I mean, it just flew in the face from everything that i you know, new from a cultural standpoint, from a social construct standpoint, it just was all contrary to everything that I knew. Um, so when you say faith to do it, I mean, it was just a deep down burning conviction that there was more out there for me. And that's what really kind of drove me and pushed me to do it. Wow, that's really, really inspiring. Um, so on this journey to entrepreneurship, though, there, I'm sure that there, you know, you didn't like jump out and was complete success on the first round. Can you talk about what were some of what were some of the difficulties that you experienced coming up and, you know, how that led to Davis Solutions Group? Because what you do is you help people, you know, with vision and, you know, determining what it is they want their their company to be. And how has your journey in entrepreneurship and the hurdles that you've overcome helped you kind of come to this point? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. So um, my first business, the one that I left my basketball scholarship, quit school, and went against everything that I know and love to, to do was a complete failure. So, oh, um, right. so talk, about, talk about a little bit paying your dues, if you will, uh, you know, a little bit of a shock there, you know, because you got every intention to be successful. When it all blows up in your face, you know, what do you do then? Um, so, you know, my, even though I had the conviction to do it, you know, I still had a long way to go. I had a lot to learn uh, about how to do business, put business together and everything like that. But I tell anybody that the experience I gained from doing that was probably more than anything I've ever done in business. That failure was probably, you know, I don't know. It was the best teacher. That was an MBA by itself. <laughs> so uh so yeah so um you know so that really was the start of the journey of course I uh, I licked my wounds a little bit and went fell back on basketball because I was good I could play I'm still you know 21 years old I'm young so I ended up playing overseas uh for half a minute uh in South Korea uh playing basketball over there so you know I tell anybody I was over there just long enough to realize I wasn't good enough to go to the NBA <laughs> <laughs> So, um, you know, when I got over there, and it's not that I wasn't wasn't good. I was good enough to be there and probably could have done more and even gone higher with it. But my passion was really, even though I had failed miserably and everything, I mean, it was, I mean, that experience really put it down in my bones that entrepreneurship is really my path. So 
I left from overseas. When I got back stateside, I went straight into starting my next company, which was an investment consulting company uh, based in Atlanta. I left D.C. and, and moved to Atlanta. Just I don't know anybody down there. And it just picked up and went. I had some contacts, a little bit of money in my pocket from playing ball and, and just started my next company. And um, all of the things that I learned from the first company, I took those lessons into starting my second company and uh, and, did, and and worked in, you know, like I said, investment consulting. And it was a booming time in Atlanta because they were doing so much development down there to develop the outskirts of the core city of Atlanta. So it was a perfect time for me to be doing what I was doing down there. And I learned tons and tons and tons from that. But I was able to do kind of a iteration of myself, you know, and grow myself and and expand myself. That's one thing I tell people all the time. Don't think that, you know, even if you fail, it's not really a failure. You're just learning how to be more efficient at operating your business or for the next time, you know, learning how to optimize your skills so that you can be successful the next time around. And that's what happened to me because, you know, the next time my second company was actually a success. I did really well. Uh, me and my partner, we did really well um, doing the investment consulting. And like I said, the timing was right for it and everything. The, this, the area was right geographically. Atlanta was a great place to do what we were doing. So um, so that was my second, you know, kind of run at business. And, you know, then we got hit with the 2008 kind of recession thing. So, you know, we kind of closed our doors because of that specifically. But, you know, we did it on our own terms. You know, we didn't you know, have to file for bankruptcy and all of that type of stuff. You know, we really mm-hmm. kind of saw the wave come in and, you know, we were able to, to uh, you know, to, to, to bow out gracefully. And I tell everybody, even when I, because I teach entrepreneurship at Howard University, now, sometimes I tell the kids that, you know, when, when, when you see a tsunami coming, everybody runs, but there are a few brave people that, you know, surfers that run towards the wave with their surfboards because they know they can catch it and, and ride the wave of their lives. And and that was exactly what happened in 2008, you know, where everybody's running for cover. There were a few investors who were bold enough and uh, uh, to go out and, and make some power moves during that time period. And they made millions, hundreds of millions, if not even billions of dollars during that time period. And some of those clients were clients of ours. So <laughs> had we stayed in and not ran for cover like everybody else, you know, we probably could have done even better than we did. So, you know, it's just one of those things about being brave. So that's another lesson that I learned along the way, um, you know, about looking at adversity as an opportunity and not necessarily as something that makes you shy away from doing business. So I, I've got more, but I'll let you jump in. You're the moderator. You tell me when you want me oh, to Oh, no, this, this is your time to shine, you know. You, you, you got something to say, say it. Um, but my question for you is, like, in while, you know, you have had, you've had failures, but you've also had a lot of successes, what are, you know, and you have a passion for entrepreneurship. You know, you left a lot to pursue this, to pursue this life. But there are still... There are still things that you have to deal with. What would you say is the most difficult part of being an entrepreneur? Uh, the most difficult part is that you have everything on your own shoulders. If you don't do it, it doesn't get done. This is not, you know, a corporate structure where you're working at a large corporation where you can take a day off and take a vacation and everything still gets done. And when you come back, they say, how was your vacation? And your desk is waiting for you and everything's so nice and neat. And all the work, you know, that you were supposed to do, you you passed it on to the team and, you know, you had all your calls and emails forwarded. You know why That doesn't happen when you're an entrepreneur. You work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 
days off. You don't have any holidays. You don't have any of those. You're right. You don't have any of those. You know, um, you know, so you got to really be used to the grind. You got to want it. You know, you have to really, really, really want it as an entrepreneur. Um, But I guess I've been so conditioned now because I've been doing it so long that that part of it actually excites me. Um, I don't mind it. Um, And that's what will generally end up happening if this is the path that you want to choose to take. Um, But, yeah, for me, it's it's, it's a 24-hour, 24-7 you know, grind and, and, you know, like I said, fast forward 17, 18 years I've been doing this stuff. It's something that I really enjoy doing all times of the day and night. I get up early, go to bed late, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Well, with that grind, how do you make time for yourself? Because you do have a family, you do have children. Like, where, like how do you, some people say there's no such thing as work-life balance, but how do you make work and life work for you? So that's one thing that I've really had to learn how to do over the years. And one thing that uh, I guess the 2.0 version of myself, um, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, not just as an entrepreneur, but as a person, as a human being uh, overall, is that I now want to be impactful uh, for other people. And that's why I teach, uh, you know, at the colleges and universities. That's why I do so much coaching and mentoring and, you know, that type of thing now you know one of my core uh uh, focus areas is on human empowerment and uh, you know this is a little bit off subject but one of the things i truly 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 believe is that true change will really 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 take place uh, uh globally as we find and continue to find new ways to uh empower the bottom billion uh, to innovate and build. Um, and, you know, that comes uh, directly from uh, educating, uh, using technology to, to, to empower people with information, you know, that whole piece of it. So that's something that I truly, truly believe in. And, I, and I'm actually doing some stuff to further that particular cause. But yeah, so, you know, I, I really have, have gotten to a place where I'm concerned heavily about legacy and uh, leaving something for my children and, you know, having them to be better than I was in this world. So what I do um, to kind of uh, make sure that they're incorporated in what I'm doing is I bring them in. You know, I teach them about business. I show them what I'm doing. This is not just, oh, daddy left for hours and then he comes back. When when I come home, they know the meeting that I've had, what the, what the meeting was about. They have questions about what the meeting was about. Um, you know, and how business operates, you know, and that type of thing. Um, you know, I make my kids read books um, every day. And I'm not talking about Dr. Seuss or uh, Harry Potter. I make them read books that I read. You know, like I have my oldest daughter reading a book called Go Give Her Sell More. Um, my middle daughter, um, I had her reading. Oh, I had my middle daughter reading. Um, had my middle daughter reading uh, Elon Musk uh, uh, biography, um, which came out a few years ago. So, you know, while the concepts in these books are, are very, very, very high level, they're able to read a chapter in the book and pull out one or two things that that grab their attention. And they and these are really high level concepts that I can now break down to them and show them how you can use these concepts and not just be successful in business as an entrepreneur or in business in general, but as a person or as a human being. Um, so that's how I really, you know, kind of mitigate the whole work-life violence uh, uh, paradox, you know, that a lot of people aren't able to navigate. Not saying that I do it perfectly because I get it wrong all the time, but that's mm-hmm. something that I've found has, uh, has uh, been, you know, has, has caused it to be a little bit more successful for me is bringing them in instead of just creating this wall 
uh, that families over here, businesses over here. You know, the more you integrate the two, the, the better you'll find uh, success with, uh, with, like I said, navigating those, those waters. Awesome. Um, what would you say is, uh, sorry, um, let me go back a little bit. So we're uh, both members of the movement. What drew you to the movement? Um, and um, how do you feel the movement can help, you know, entrepreneurs in general? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, <laughs> so one thing about the movement that probably people don't know is that the founder of the movement is somebody I've known for a long, 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 long time. Probably one of my oldest friends. And so uh, when she called me and told me what uh, she wanted to do and, and how she wanted to, uh, you know, kind of position this new idea that she was having, I, you know, it, it was totally relevant um, to what's happening out here you know, in, in the business world, just, and of course it's relevant for what my personal company is and my personal goals are for my company and, and my personal mission for how I want to uh, be impactful. Um, you know, I just, I mean, entrepreneurship, uh, business startups, I mean, those small businesses, I mean, those are the absolute lifeblood of our global economy, not the local, not the state, not the federal, but the global economy depends on more people starting businesses. So when she said she wanted to start a company that uh, supports new entrepreneurs, you know, I was all, all I was down. I was all for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I, um, as a person who is in the movement, I see like the talents that everyone brings. And I've even had, you know, the blessing of having you help me fine tune the, the mission and the vision for my business. So what, um, why do you think that uh, getting that through your mission and your vision is so crucial to the entrepreneurship journey? Absolutely, that's a great question. Um, that's where I start with 90, seven percent of my clients um when i'm doing any kind of business coaching and this is not just startups and small businesses i mean sometimes these are established companies i've had clients that have been in business for 10 years 12 years 15 years and um you know the very first question i ask is show me your mission what is your mission statement you know why are you doing what it is that you're doing um and you know it, those businesses will still say, well, you know, I, I've never had a mission statement. I've been operating without a mission statement. I don't, I never understood the importance of it. Never, or they'll say, I've never taken the time to do it. They're just out here kind of grinding and getting it done. Um, and, you know, to me, that is something that you cannot operate efficiently. I'll say efficiently, because like I said, there are businesses who have had success, um, um, who don't have a mission statement, but you know, they'll become a client of mine because they'll have things like high turnover. They'll, they'll not understand why, uh, you know, people aren't motivated to come to work. They'll, they'll, they'll not understand why they're not motivated to come to work, uh, and everything like that. So, you know, those are things that go directly back to what your mission is. I mean, your mission literally drives everything that you do in your business. If, your mission is basically your why. You know, why are you doing what it is that you're doing? Why Why would you get up in the middle of the night to take an email or, or, or take a call? Or, you know, why would you do these things? And, and your mission speaks directly to that. And um, and your mission is so important. I mean, I mean, even if you work in corporate America or you work anywhere, everybody knows that one of the first things that a company does as part of the onboarding process 
um, is they want their new employees to understand what the mission of the company is. Learn the mission of the company. Learn the mission statement. Like that's one of the first things that large companies do when they cut when they do onboarding because they'll have six or seven thousand employees. You know, two thousand, three thousand, five hundred employees. However many employees it is, you can have ten employees. But if all of those employees aren't going in the same direction uh, at the same time and, and believe the same ideology, it's going to cause chaos. So that's why the mission statement is so important. Um, you know, you, 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 it, high turnover will happen, you know, because everybody's not on the same page. You know, the mission of the CEO, the mission of the person that started this whole thing has to be, uh, has to permeate throughout the whole organization so that everybody can understand the direction of the company and where they're going. If you try to join the company and you don't agree with the mission statement, the company won't hire you or you shouldn't go to that company because you don't believe in the mission. You don't believe in what they, what, what they're coming to do, mm. um, you know, type of thing. So that's why the mission is so important. That's why I start there with every client. Like I said, most of them don't have one and they try to wonder why they're having culture issues and they're having those type of issues because they, they haven't clearly articulated what the mission is, why the company is in existence, why the company does what it does. And when, when, when people, you know, you go toward the Nike facility, for instance, you know, Under Armour, any of, I mean, you can ask the janitor, I mean, the guy that's sweeping the bathroom floor up what the mission statement of Nike is, and he could tell you. I mean, everybody has to understand why Nike is doing what it is that they're doing. That's why they're such a global powerhouse. Wow. Never thought. You know, that um, people don't necessarily think think of, of how important that is for their business, how it is the driving force. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So what I mean it, it, it goes either and not to cut you off, but just to add an extra layer to that, it goes even far enough to for, you know, partnerships, collaborations. You know, what companies are you gonna partner your company with to grow and expand um, you know, what it is that you wanna do? You're not gonna align yourself with a company whose mission statement does not support your mission statement. You know, if if you, you know, you know, want to do a company that is all about sustainability or, you know, sustainable foods, or, you know, that type of thing. You're not going to, you know, align yourself with a company that believes in, you know, not doing things sustainably. You know what I mean? I mean, and all of that can be found in the mission statement. Our mission is to do X, Y, and Z. And if you find a company whose mission is, is to do A, B, and C, that's not a good partnership. And that's an easy thing that you can that you can figure out just from comparing your mission statements and understanding if there's synergy there. But you know, a lot of if you don't have a mission statement, you'll say, "Oh, well, they have money, they have influence. I'll partner up with them." And then you wonder why the partnership doesn't work. And that's because your your mission and you know why you do what you do at your company doesn't line up with why they do what they do at their company. So. That's a great tip for um, everybody out there because collaboration is becoming more and more common. Um, yes. What would you say is uh, your the accomplishment that you are most proud of as an entrepreneur? Uh, making it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's real. That is real. <laughs> uh, to still be here to tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> to, not, to not be, you know, roadkill on the highway of entrepreneurship. I mean, that's that's really, you know, I mean, that is really probably the most, you know, the thing. I mean, because at, at the end of the day, 
you know, I didn't know what this journey was going to entail. And that's the, the thing about it. Most of the time you never do. You just got the instinct to get started, the instinct to go get it, the instinct to go try. And that was how it started for me at 17, 18, 19 years old. But, you know, to be able to fast forward almost 20 years now, I'm 36, um, you know, and, and, and be able to say, you know, I've traveled all over the world. I've started multiple businesses. I've taken my lumps, taken my bruises, taken my L's. But, you know, I've had a few more W's and L's, and I'm still here to tell the story. And not just that, um, you know, I'm able to share information with other people to empower them and empower the next wave of uh, thinkers and dreamers and innovators, you know, to inspire them to go out and do more than even I, I was able to do, uh, you know, be more efficient and, and optimize their skills and, and discover their purpose, you know, faster and with less headache than I had to. And that's something that I'm very, very, very happy that I'm able to do at this point in my career. Amazing. So what advice do you have out there for these entrepreneurs? You know, they're, they're just getting out there. What would you, what advice would you give them? And what advice would you have given a young Tremaine when he first got in these entrepreneurship streets? Uh, hmm. It's so much. But if I had to narrow it down to just kind of one thing, I would say uh, be prepared for anything. Um, don't give up. And I'll just leave it there. Just You, you really got to have your head on a swivel and be prepared for anything that could come up because in entrepreneurship, there are no rules. That's one thing that, that that a lot of times people compare doing business for themselves to doing business at the job that they left or the job that they see other people doing that has finite hours and, you know, specific job descriptions and, and that type of thing. And entrepreneurship is literally the wild, wild west. <laughs> there yeah. are no rules. Anything could happen at any time and you just have to be prepared but that's where you know the best entrepreneurs shine and thrive because they're able to iterate and innovate their way around almost any problem that they they come across so i would say that and 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 of course don't give up um that's that's just you know that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs you know once they hit the the, the first speed bump in the road or the second speed bump or even the 10th speed bump you know they have a tendency to want to throw the tile in um but you got to keep going you got to keep going no matter what Okay. Okay. Um, Tremaine, if people want to get into contact with you so you can help them get their together, where can they reach you? Uh, best thing to do is just hit the website, www.davissolutions with an S group.com. That's davissolutionsgroup.com. And uh, Instagram is at davissolutionsgroup. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking time out. You're doing awesome work in the community. You have helped me become a better business person. Everybody should come see you. So say goodbye. To <laughs> Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Absolute pleasure. And I enjoyed it 100%. All right. Say goodbye to the people. Bye-bye, everybody. Please go start a business. Do something creative. We need in the community the world needs your ideas don't stop dreaming and just continue to go after what you believe you should be doing in the world amen i hope you enjoyed our conversation as much as i did if you want help creating the ultimate vision for your brand you can find tremaine's contact info in the show notes as well as the contact info for the movement 
Now, if you have a dream business that you want to make into a reality, let's book a 15-minute free consultation to see how we can get you there. You can find all this and more at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. All of my contact information is located in the show notes. Also, if you would like to advertise your business on my podcast, I run one-week promo spots for $5. Email me at nplconsultingfirm at gmail.com for details.